what does it mean to have a man a man that is existing to lay down his life for another now before we even understand this from our own perspective i'd love to read a verse for us from the book of revelation chapter 5 verses 1 down to verse 10. it's a very long reading but please follow along if you have your bibles open up your bibles and let's read i'm going to read from the king james version and it says the book with the seven seals and i saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals and i saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof and no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth was able to open the book neither to look thereon and i wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book neither to look thereon verse 5 and one of the elders said unto me weep not behold the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david hath prevailed open to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof and i beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of god sent forth into all the earth and he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne and when he had taken the book the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb having every one of them harps and golden vows full of orders which are the prayers of saints and they sang a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and has redeemed us to god by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our god kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth amen now Yo, we've never gone this way before. We never started with a verse. But today, it was very, very essential. But as we've read this, I would love to welcome you guys in a different way. Very, very different. For those of you that are new here, this is not how we normally do it, but it's important. So I'd love to welcome you to today's episode of the Zoe Life Podcast, also known as the Life of the Kingdom, the Zoe Life Podcast. And I am your host, Tiffany Zoe. Now, there's so much we've read we used about two minutes to do the reading there's so many sections and so many little things that we can pick up from here but in today's reading there's a lot to highlight now we see the story some of you are like okay how does this relate directly to the line of the tribe of judah and if you you have a bit of bible knowledge and a bible you're a bible scholar or like you're just a shark when it comes to the things of the bible you know that it has been inferred that this passage in the book of revelations was the prophetic happening or was an illustration of what happened when jesus sacrificed or laid his life down for us all and so the scripture is saying here that nobody could do it nobody had the ability to be able to to die or to even do what it was or to do the thing let me not even say die to do the thing that made it possible for for that 
seals that were on the, the scroll to be opened or the, screws, the, the seals that were on the book to be opened nobody could do it not a creature not a spirit not an angel no one could do it and so this illustration is so important to us as as human beings because it paints a picture of something happening a transition from one phase onto the other now we scripture says that what happens is that now there's something that is different that now instead of us to be separated and unable to come into a particular place because of a certain lamp a lamp that was slain a book can be opened and that book being able to be opened means the redemption of man and so scripture says that the people which are the elders that were in the throne room said okay we've been redeemed out of every nation that anybody that has come under this blood the slain blood of the lamb actually has the ability or has been taken out of a certain death or inability by virtue of a happening now i want you all to just like marinate that for a second we'll come back just keep that in your mind understanding that something was happened there was a reduction of life that there may be a multiplication of life and so there has to be life reduced before life could be utterly increased now let's come back to the beginning as we always do putting let it marinate everything all the stuff we've said let it marinate let's come back to the beginning and we got to understand the man was created man fell and man started to have other intentions had other desires other than what was the very life that had been planned for man in the beginning and so we go to the book of genesis let's go to the book of genesis if you have your bible app please open it up you have your, your physical bible i mean why not go ahead and open it and it says genesis chapter 6 verse 1 i've read this so many times and then it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of god saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose and the lord said my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is also flesh yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that when the sons of god came in unto the, the daughters of men and they bare children to them the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown verse 5 which is the highlight and god said that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination and of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually now we see a paradox that now the man was created to be good is now evil and everything that he thinks about is evil everything that he imagines is evil is utterly bad and so now our works are bad our thoughts are bad the things we we want to do are bad the things that we plan are bad everything was just evil and so there's a contrast between the the lamb that was in the book of revelations and the man that was supposed to be the image in the beginning of the book which of the bible which was genesis and we see this replicates over the years even before jesus came to die 
when Jesus came to die, after Jesus came to die, there has been a narrative that men have become evil. Not in the sense of evil as just bad as biblically evil, but we can have men not care about the people around them, not care about the, the consequences of their actions, just do everything selfishly. Why? Because they had come onto that place where their actions were their actions and not anybody else's. And their life was their own life and had nothing to do with anybody else. Which was the, a very, very dangerous place to be, honestly. And it's these things that have brought about wars, have brought about loss of life, destruction of property. We see bad things happening every day. Every day there's a new disease. Sometimes they have, I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist, but people have their theories about how men can create diseases for corporations. So many things going wrong. And it's such a paradox that in the beginning, this man was created to be like God. So what happened? Something must have gone wrong along the line for man to misbehave and be the way he is now. What is the seed of the goodness inside a man? Because now man has become utterly selfish. But we see God in this line still wanting to have something happen with man. He still wanted to do stuff with man. He wanted to, to have that relationship with man. And so we see even after this, after this, even after he sends the flood to destroy man because man is supposedly evil, he starts again with man, with the family of Noah. That, oh, let's start this. Let's try this again. Take two. Action. <laughs> let's do this. Let's actually build man back in the perfect standard and we see that still still even with a perfect family something goes wrong <laughs> something goes wrong why is that why because now there has been a corruption of the seed but you know the thing was that in the beginning the plan of god had been for there to be a redemption of this earth a multiplication on this earth with man because man was made like God and so it became a question to God how do we get back this man on track because there was an agreement in the beginning there was an agreement when God created man said let us make man in our image and after the likeness and by us coming on this earth we had come into a contract yes there was a contractual agreement but we broke it we are still parties to that contract. And so he says, okay, what are we going to do? What will we do to make sure that man will come back onto the very level that is his place as a man? What will we do? And so we see the Bible, the stories start from the law to the, the kings to the or to the prophets to the kings and even in all of those we start to see certain prophecies about a seed of a man that was going to come and cause certain things to happen the famous verse that we read every christmas and unto us the child is born unto us the son is given the government is upon his shoulders what was the the the, the prophet saying 
they were saying that there's a man gonna come and this man is going to do the most unbelievable thing what is this that he's going to cause there to be a redemption a change of administration he's going to cause man to be redeemed and to be saved and so he starts to speak about a certain messiah he starts to speak about a certain messiah now scripture says that he did come god came in the likeness of a man and he came to do something what did he come to do he came to live out the life as a man and to cause and to even die as a man to decrease the selfishness and increase the life of god on this earth so you know it's amazing that he came on this earth and he lived as a man and scripture says that he was not a high priest that was not subject to like passions with us but was tested in every regard he came knowing that this is who i am no he came as a man and you know this is not blasphemy it's really not blasphemy he was born of a human seed not just the god's seed he came in the form of a man it's very serious and so what actually happens is that he comes and he spends time reading from the scriptures to increase in the knowledge of god for him so there's this bible verse it says that and he increased in wisdom and in stature so as he was growing as a human being he was also increasing in the knowledge of god about himself and so what happened he gets to the point where he is aware of what is the plan of God on his life, which is Jesus that we are speaking about. Now, this is first interesting that I never really thought about. I never really thought about until I had to. It came to mind today when I was um, putting this episode together. So let's read it. It's from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 26. And it says, from verse 1, When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he told his disciples, You know the Passover is in two days. And the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. And it's very interesting, he says, Why does he say the Son of Man and not the Son of God? Why? Because he's drawing our eyes to something. He wants us to understand something. He's showing us the link of who he was and what he had to do. It so says, At that time, the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the courtyard of the high priest, whose name was Cephas, and they conspired to arrest Jesus covertly and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. Verse 6. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of expensive perfume, which she poured out, poured on his head as he reclined in the table. And when the disciples saw this, they were indignant and asked, Why this waste? This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus asked, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful deed to me. She has done a beautiful deed to me. The 
Paul, you will always have with you, but you will not always have with me, have me with you. By pouring this perfume on me, she has prepared my body for burial. Now, I want to read this in the King James Version, especially the anointing part. And it says, Now, when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw this, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment may have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have always the poor with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she had said, she have poured this ointment on my body. She did it for my burial. Now, I was saying that I read this person and it was like, it was very interesting to me because we see that Jesus is here enjoying the supper and someone comes at him and pours oil on him. So like, the question is, how is this even a preparation for his burial? But let's think about it. Even, you know, the Bible is full of all these parables and all these metaphors and stuff that represents something. This woman has something of essence, something very precious. And as a device, the disciples said, it's like, for example, take you, you buy perfume. You know how expensive perfume is, even now. Perfume can be more than two thousand. So you buy a perfume more than two thousand dollars, or maybe even five thousand dollars, say a million dollars, very expensive perfume. And then you go and you pour it on somebody's head, or you go and. Instead of, oh, you have it, you prepare it, it costs two, two million dollars or a million dollars. Instead of you to sell it, you go and pour it, on, just pour it away on somebody. That means now the person walking around drenched with two million dollars that could have been sold and become a profit. And so the disciples see this and immediately they think, ah, you wasted our time, you wasted the money, you wasted an opportunity. But Jesus says, oh no, this is a preparation for my burial. Why? Because that was the exact same thing he was doing. He had taken life, something so expensive, something that could not be cost, costed for, or accosted for, or accounted for, and had actually decided to what? Give this away. Sacrifice. And so I would love to end today's episode over here. And in next week's episode, we're going to be talking about the part two, the continuation of this. God bless you all for listening to today's episode and cheers. Have a great weekend.